podcast by Shri, Changing Mind and Unchanging Peace. As a meditator, one of the key methods or practices of yoga sadhana is one of vivek, which means discriminating. Discriminating between what is unchanging and what is changing. Discriminating between what is mind, which is changing, and self, which is unchanging. When you close your eyes and you begin to meditate, you will become aware that in front of your closed eyes there's a certain darkness or space that you're aware of. That space, which we also call the knower, the pure awareness, the pure consciousness, the pure bliss, is forever present, as we've talked about many times before. However, the thoughts that appear in the mind that divide you from that pure existence, pure consciousness, pure bliss, they change. So for the regular waking state human being, the belief is in whatever the changing thoughts are. So if you can observe your own mind, and when you observe your own mind, as meditators do, you will become aware that thoughts that you had in the past, beliefs that you had maybe in your childhood, when you were a teenager, when you were a young adult, have now changed ideas, situations, problems that you've had, they've come, they've gone, they've passed. So we need to become acutely aware. This discrimination now is between what is the mind, the thoughts, the ego mechanism that keeps changing, and what is the self, the pure consciousness, the peace, the pure bliss that doesn't change. In the waking state, the tendency will be to believe the mind. So if the mind says, I feel happy now, I think I've got it, even I'm realized because I'm experiencing that peace, that will be what you believe. If the mind says, I'm unhappy, I'm not getting it, I'm not peaceful, this isn't working, this is too hard, then that's what you will tend to believe. So that is the field of what is changing. Patanjali says that that field of vasana, that field of duality that separates you, the pure consciousness, and makes you now believe your mind and your thoughts and your situations and your problems, that field of division, that field of experience of what's called vasana, of duality, of desire, is infinite. And in fact, it's due to the very blessing of the pure being that operates and interacts now through a human form that this infinite, no beginning, no end to it, field of desire 
is happening. As my background was in psychology and I had practiced psychotherapy for many years, I remember when I was studying psychology and counseling, how all the various different theories were based on studying the mind, the behavior, the thoughts, and so on and so forth. As if you could figure out why you think a certain way, why you behave a certain way, talk about it, maybe in some of the methods change your way of thinking, engage in positive affirmations or positive thinking or constructive thinking, and that will change your behavior and your life experience. And what I became aware of is this only works to a limiting degree because, as Patanjali says, the field of the mind of division is infinite. There's no beginning to it. There's no end to it. It's existed forever. So even if you were able to pinpoint some disturbing thoughts or feelings or behaviors or situations that happened in your past that created certain behaviors, or maybe even in past lives that are now affecting you now, it's a very limited method because of the nature of the mind which is changing and which is unlimited. This was a very interesting point for me to realize because I became aware at that point that the work on that level was very, very limited. It could bring brief moments of an aha experience, brief moments of change to make you more comfortable living in a dualistic world, being a mind and a body and a person. But it would never bring you to total freedom, total peace, and total bliss. So that's where the yoga psychology, the practice of meditation, is far superior to any of those methods. Because now we deal with the problem from where it began, which Patanjali says is avidya, is ignorance of the true self. So as long as you are living in the changing mind and believing the mind, suffering and some joy has to be there. That's its very nature. That's how it functions. So when we know this fully as a meditator and believe in this awareness that, not believe blindly, but believe because you've experienced it, that as long as you're in the waking state mind, it will change. That is the field of change. And the only real peace can come from the unchanging mind or the unchanging self, which is really not a mind. And yet it includes all of it because it is the whole. So in meditation, we discriminate, we do vivek, and discriminate between what is changing and what is unchanging. You become aware that the mind changes, the body changes. The thoughts change, the situations change, the problems change. There's birth, there's death. 
this sadness, this grief, this happiness, this joy. Those are all changing. And what is unchanging, peace, is the space, the fourth state of consciousness, the higher awareness. So now, the vairagya, that which is you wanting to become free from, is the sense of identification that you have with yourself, personality, body, mind, ego mechanism, as who you are. Because as soon as that identification comes, as soon as you're in the waking state, then you're a victim to changing, unchanging. You're a victim that sometimes things will change in your favor and sometimes they won't. Sometimes you might in meditation experience that which is unchanging but then you come out of meditation and you're back to changing. So the meditator now observes this entire mechanism and now rather than trying to find a cause thinking that the effect the reason that I'm suffering, the reason that I'm depressed, the reason that I'm unhappy, the reason that I have anxiety is because of some situation that happened in my past or because of my thinking that's disturbed, that's destructive rather than constructive. This is true on the level of the waking state. However, it's limited and that's what we become aware of. So we want to get free from the limitations of the mind. We want to transcend, if you will, the very mental functioning. So now we become aware, as Patanjali says, that the only cause of suffering, the only cause of pain, the only cause of your problems is avidya, is ignorance of the self. And of course the other kleshas are coming from this ground of avidya. So asmita, rag, dvesh, and abhinivesh are all now because of avidya. So asmita is the sense of ego, the sense of I alone am separate, which is the basis of ignorance of the self. Rag is the sense now because I'm this separate individual person and everybody else is separate from me. There are some people, maybe some family members, that I feel good with. So I have rag, I have attachment to these people because I want to feel good. This is, why not? This is the nature of the life, that you want to feel good. So now you want to be around those people that make you feel good. And then you have dwesh or hatred for those people that disagree with you, that have a difference of opinion, that uh, are not like you in some way. So you have dwesh, maybe hatred, maybe just aversion to those people. So again, this is the waking state. People live their life based on asmita, my ego is separate, and I have to get the most I can for myself to feel good because that's what I experience, my own body, my own mind, my own feelings. And sure, I want to feel good. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to suffer. And then the rag, the attachment to that which brings about happiness and peace and joy. So I'm attached to that, the person that I feel good around, that I love. 
and I have dwesh when that person maybe doesn't provide that love for me, doesn't provide that comfort for me, something happens to them, or I fear even that something will happen to them, so I suffer. Or dwesh from those people that don't provide that for me, or somebody that used to provide, it, provide that for me that no longer provides that. So that's rag and dwesh. And then, of course, the fifth klesh is abinivesh, which is the ultimate fear of loss of this asmita, loss of this sense of I, body, form. Because in that, there's a belief that I was born as this person, individual self, which is limited to a body, mind, life experiences, the mind that changes, the situations that change, and the body that eventually will be no longer. So there's a fear, because that is who I am as this body form, that one day it won't be here. That day could be today if I should make some big mistake and drive too fast or be on the highway at the wrong time or go on the wrong airplane or whatever the fear might be that this body can get lost. I'll be in the wrong place and be a victim to some accident or some violence. So those are all the fears that come out due to a binivesh, due to the identification that I am this form. Again, all of these, asmita, rag, dwesh, and abhinivesh, the big monster, fear of death, are caused by avidya. So this simplifies the whole thing because now we know that the only real cause of suffering is avidya. And avidya is on the field of change, is on the field of the mind. And it's ignorance of the unchanging, ignorance of the unchanging peace, which is the self. So now we've boiled it down to this, we can see that the practice is how not to believe the changing mind will bring your satisfaction, will bring you to attachment to that which is pleasure producing and aversion to that which is pain producing, producing. So we want to not be identified with that which is changing mind. However, because the mind borrows the very power, because the power can only come from the self, it's the source of power. It's like the sun and all the rays are the very sun, even though we call them individual sun rays or sunlight. So, we know the source comes, the source of the power comes from the self, and the mind only borrows this power. But what happens is the mind in the waking state borrows this power from the self, and then it believes that the mind is all-powerful. So the mind needs to make the right decision. The mind needs to get the maximum joy, the minimum pain. The mind needs to get the situation the way it wants to, so that you can feel okay, so that you can have some peace. And this mechanism is so powerful that it makes you forget your true self, where the real power comes from. So this is where we have to plug in to the meditative awareness. Because in meditation, 
you can become the knower of your mind. You can watch your mind and these different thoughts that are now making you suffer. If only this situation was this way, I would be okay. If only I had enough money, if only I had the right lover, the right friend, the right job. Okay, that's now the borrowed power from the self that's engaged in the mind and the mind believes that to be true. So as the meditator, we have to 100% know that whatever thoughts are in the mind telling you that this is the way it is and this is the way it has to be, they're all false. They're all illusory, just like in a dream. In a dream, you can, have, you can dream of anything, even your own death or loss of anyone close to you or all wonderful things, but after the dream is over, you know it's all false, it's all illusory. In the same way, this mind with all the changing thoughts, whatever they are, is illusory because in the meditative awareness for some time it's gone. Even in the deep sleep state for some time that's all gone. So it's changed and that which is changing cannot be permanent, cannot be the truth, cannot be who you are. So as a meditator we observe this and no matter how powerful your thought is that says I have to have this or I will suffer I have to have that or I will suffer. We know it's illusory, it's false. That you are pure, you are free, you are forever, right now. Just like you know that you're sitting there listening to this right now and you know your name and you're sure of that. With that surety, you need to know you are pure, you are free, you are forever. There is no problem, there is no difficulty, there is no pain, there is no suffering because you are established in who you truly are right now. Amaram Maduram, immortality, bliss, unchanging peace and through practicing this this vision will unfold and the life will just become a wonderful ex expression of the peace that you are. Om Shanti, Om Peace. May this peace be with you always.